evening, Patriots. Today is Saturday, March 5th in the year 2022. And if you've been following Ukraine, I would assume at this point in time, you have lost about 10 points on your IQ and certain levels of brain matter that you'll probably never recover from. So we'll pray for you if that's the case, because this is the brain damaged event of the year. I thought COVID was bad. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, there's nothing I could do but laughed. I'm like, really? Really? Yeah. Okay. I mentioned this today at, um, or on the bended knee. I hope you were there. It was a great prayer today. We had a great Saturday afternoon prayer, which I'm very blessed with. Thank you, for everybody, for showing up. And there's this, I'm just going to see if I can find it here. It's a site that I came across. And this is just the state of events here, which we're going to get into in a little bit here. But it is literally called Fight for UA. And it's the Ukrainians recruitment site for a people's army. Oh, anyway, we'll get into all that in just a second. Before we begin tonight, mypillow.com, mypillow.com forward slash bards. Yep, that's the place you go. That's the landing page for Bards Nation. It's the landing page on the great MyPillow site. Mike Lindell, who's literally like world-class patriot fighter and defender of liberty who is considered to be the most dangerous man in the on the globe almost and he's a pillow salesman who would have ever thunk that one you can't make the script up come on there's no way and so he's out here swinging away selling pillows and sheets and slippers at a big discount which you can get using your bards code and at the same time he's saving the nation that's pretty good so we get to sleep better you get to feel comfy in your pajamas, which are 50% off. You can tuck away in your Giza sheets, which are about 60% off right now. You can put your head on a super my pillow, and there's even a Giza my pillow now, which is stunning. It's got to be crazy good. All of those at huge discounts. And you can put on your my slippers to keep your feetsies warm in the morning when you go and drink your coffee and read about the brain damaged Ukraine event. You can even wear those slippers out shopping when you watch all the other people wear masks. You just point down at your slippers and go, I've got my my pillow slippers. Don't bother me. I'm I am protected. <laughs> and you can get your my pillow jammies for 50% off. All of that using your Bards code, B-A-R-D-S, Bards. And all you have to do is go to mypillow.com forward slash Bards. And there you go. And then right now, when you buy something with that promo code, you're going to get a copy of Mike Lindell's book, which is awesome. And you can hear the, read the story of how a man went from addict to one of America's great CEOs and the most deadly man in the universe selling pillows and sheets. You'd think that he was a James Bond character. There's, he's, so, he's so dangerous. <laughs> anyway, check it out. MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards. There you go. All right, Patriots, so let's start with the Russia invaded Ukraine website, for, Fight for UA. And by the way, the volu you can volunteer if you want. There's seven steps to volunteering. 
all these seven steps you have to go and you comply to the embassies and then they send you documents and you arrive at the embassy and you submit your application you get instructions on how to travel and the you train helps you travel which means they're going to give you under their umbrella so you don't get caught by security or something and, and frankly if you do this if you were doing this for isis or you were doing this to fight to fight against isis isis you'd be you'd probably lose your passport but not if it's ukraine don't worry about that because we believe in supporting fascism. But here's the best part. You scroll on down on that page, again, fight4ua.org, and you scroll on down. The first one up, if you've seen Wag the Dog, this is important. Because <laughs> the first country on the list is Albania. They're supporting it. Good. Go, Albania. So proud of you. And on the first column at the bottom is United States. Oh, that makes me so proud. And they're, what's happening in the United States is that we're able to use, allow Ukraine to use their embassies as recruitment hubs. And guess what, patriots? It's all over. You can find one in San Francisco, Illinois, New York, Washington, D.C., and New York. Huh, that's fantastic. Two in New York. So if you get confused with the one in New York, you can go to the second one in New York. Don't worry. They'll get you in. But here's the best one. The best one and is actually the two best ones on this entire list. Switzerland, which is supposed to be a neutral country, they're helping recruit Ukraine. No bias there. And I'm sure there's no connection, the Karzasian Mafia, or whatever the heck they're called. The Kazarian, I keep doing that, Kazarian Mafia. I'm sure there's no connection there to Switzerland since the money from the Iran deal went to Iran, went to Ukraine, and then went to Switzerland. I'm sure there's no underhanded dealings there. But here's the best one of them all. If you're Catholic especially, you've got to feel proud right now because the Vatican is opening its doors to recruit for the war in Ukraine. Don't worry. God will be with you, I'm sure. It's like the snake that slithers. Holy cow. What can I say? Yep, it's quite the event in our time. Quite the event. But, you know, it's when we're this desperate then what the press is going to do is the press is going to look for anybody anywhere they can catch to give them an opinion that everyone will believe and so now apparently the press is thinking that mma fighter bryce mitchell is now an expert on ukraine so he shared his thoughts well i just wanted to get your thoughts on the whole russia and ukraine situation you know um Here's my first thought is I'm not going nowhere to fight none of these wars for these politicians. I'm staying at home, and when the war comes to Arkansas, I will dig my boots in the ground, and I will die for everything I love, and I will not retreat. If this country is invaded and everybody's saying, well, we got to we gotta evacuate, we got to leave, we got, I will not. I will dig my boots in the Arkansas soil, and I will fight for the people that I love, for the land that I love, and the way of life that I love. But I'm not going overseas to fight I don't know what's going on, to be honest, brother. I really don't. There's so much stuff, and I don't think nobody knows what's going on fully. There's been so much political corruption in that area. You got Biden and his son making a shit ton of money off of uh, and using our tax dollars to bribe their people. That's treasonous, in my opinion. Uh, so you got Hunter Biden and his son using our tax dollars. Hey, if, if Ukrainian government, if you don't do this, we're taking your tax dollars. He shouldn't be giving our tax dollars to that country anyway. We got veterans out here sleeping on the street, and you're going to give our freaking tax dollars to these Ukrainians? And all the, I, Brother, I don't know what's going on over there. Nope, he doesn't know what's going on. We all don't really know what's going on, but we do know one thing that's going on 
is that every dirtbag that we've come to know in our government and in our media and in Hollywood, they're all telling you to go fight for Ukraine. So if you can't figure that one out, go take the vax and go to sleep. Man, I'm telling you, it's crazy. But don't worry. Don't worry because there's no impact on this at all. Like gas prices, of course. Check this out. This comes from L.A. and the report from L.A. today. You can buy at this station, six sixty-five. So if you bring a standard-sized vehicle here and you want to fill up a 12-gallon tank, that'll cost you about $80. Now, this is as bad as it gets, but the average for a gallon of regular unleaded in L.A. is a record on its own. It's above $5 for the first time ever in this region. Over the past month, the average has jumped about 43 cents. There's been a new record set nearly every day. And compare that to over a year ago, a gallon here is $1.38 more expensive today. And we are seeing this all across the state, gas prices keep hitting new highs. Now in California, the average is spiking just under $5, which, yes, is a new record average high in the Golden State. And don't worry, because we've got two of the country's best working the problem, one of which is Pete Butt, but, 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 whatever his name is, but something or other. Could the president possibly consider authorizing the Keystone Pipeline, uh, working something out with Iran? I mean, uh, look, the, the president has said that all options are on the table, but we also need to make sure that uh, uh, we're not galloping after permanent solutions to immediate short-term problems where uh, more strategic and tactical actions in the short term can make a difference. <laughs> no idea what he just said. I have been around some duplicitous speakers before, but that one is awesome. That's awesome. We don't want to be searching after short-term permanent solutions for a long-term permanent problem. I mean, I, what in the heck? But, hey, be assured because our energy secretary is on it too. But the bottom line is that this president and this administration are looking at every single tool to shield American families from the impact of rising energy prices. And we're working through, we're working through an energy transition. And we've got to start by adding energy. And the reality is we have to take some time to get off of oil and gas. We recognize this. This is a transition. A transition to what they won't tell you. A transition to something. And again, they're not going to tell you because this transition isn't about your benefit. It's their benefit. It's about controlling society. So it's probably something closer to the digital past that they're quietly moving around behind the scenes. Remember, the whole concept of this is to take away your freedoms. And the way you do that are a couple of ways. One, you want to get everybody on EVs, electric vehicles, because electric vehicles, since they are all digitally run, are digitally controlled. And since there's not enough electricity right now to meet demands, that means that there's not going to be enough electricity to run these EVs which also means most people aren't going to be able to afford EVs because as they transition off of gas, everybody's going to be stuck with these payments on cars and they're not going to have a, an ability to use them. They won't take gas away. They'll just keep running gas cut prices up. And then they're going to offer EVs. Ford has already scuttled seven factories and they're going to be, and they're already ramping up to produce almost exclusively EVs. The whole objective is to put everybody on electric vehicles, EVs by 2030. So they're starting the transition now. They're going to try to make gas unaffordable, squeeze you down, get you into an EV. And then 
as they do this, all those gas, all those electric stations they've been putting up, like at Whole Foods and on the rest stops in Oregon that are all free, they're not going to be free. If you're dumb enough to believe that, go take the vax, please. I mean, this is this is crazy. I don't know if you heard Elon Musk set up a, a demonstration gas station in the middle of the desert somewhere, and they all these Teslas rode out there to go charge up their cars. Only problem is when they got there, all of the charging handles had been cut by vandals. They had no way to charge their vehicles. That's epic. And so the whole thing here is to get everybody towards a digital pass, and they're taking advantage of every single event they can to force people into accepting this digital pass. Now listen to this. This is 2 minutes, 21 seconds. And as I said at the beginning, what do I mean? A unique, worldwide, editable database of digital identities, which importantly has a feature called interoperability. So I might have, as it were, a set of attributes on my digital ID, and Catherine might have the same attributes. We might even be standing next to each other, and I wave my fax pass, and she does hers, and I'm not allowed in, and she is. Right? That's interoperability, right down to the individual level. It's not like a bus ticket. It's right down to a decision made about me in that moment and that spot for a transaction or a movement. That's how controlled our lives will be. In many countries, the conspiracy to force you to be vaccinated and to pick up the digital ID, which you had to wave everywhere, many countries got very close to the point where you could not leave home except perhaps to do uh, emergency minimum food purchases and to pick up medicines. You couldn't work, you couldn't go out for a walk, you certainly can't mingle with anyone, you can't go inside any public building. That cyber polygon, they practiced the pulling down of the web for several days at a time, I think it was in Israel, and so they could do that, they probably know how to do that. They could play up this uh, alleged imminent war in Ukraine and then use that to, to cut supply chains. And then we'll be short of food and then they can ration. And if they ration, they can make you have a ration card. Oh, let's call that a digital ID. We've got to watch out for any kind of universal digital ID. The EU Commission is working on one right. All the World Economic Forum alumni, most very many, of the current leaders of countries have been through Swap's leadership program. I think they know that if they try and back off this, quite a lot of them, but I, I think there's a strong chance quite a few of them get Mussolini's treatment, okay? That, and I think they know that. If they don't want you to buy pizza, you can't buy pizza. And, and for example, if they don't want you to do anything beyond, say, five kilometers from home, your spending power will stop at that boundary. Once you've got your entire life controlled by these mechanisms, forget protests. What happens if, as I believe, you'll need your vax pass to get food, which you pretty much do already in certain countries? Good luck. If you, if you want to protest it, they'll just wait you out to starve. They'll just wait you out to starve. See, that's the whole game here. And these they're creating shortages right now. There are shortages. I've said this a lot, and I've been talking about this, as you know, for the better part of the last year. The importance of starting getting county by county anchored, start getting your food production going at home. See, the problem we have right now is there is a there is a, an extension of Christianity that is rooted in this um, the return of Christ model that says that it's like an end of times, and it's deeply rooted. And, and in my opinion, it is one of the greatest psyops ever done not the return of christ the way it's done because people don't see it 
as a thing to start moving towards and, and doing positive things for. They're trying to bunker up or they're, trying, they're seeing it as the end. And I, I say this because when you get to this model like this, all you think about is digging in. And God doesn't want us to dig in. He wants us to expand out, reach people, be working. And this is why when I talk so much about the importance of doing, preparing at your home, we have neighborhoods, we have communities. The way we're going to get through this is unity, not separation. So in this place, we've got to build connectivity and unity amongst each other. So what's happened when you hear things like this, this, pay attention to what they're doing because they're pushing the panic on you and they're trying to get people to retract and they're trying to get people to dig in in terms of a prepping model where they will become defensive, protective, and separate from one another. The whole thing has been done to do this. Look at the COVID thing. Look at the mask thing. Look at the injection thing. Look at the war thing. Everything they're doing is to keep people divided and bunkered up, and it's like hoarding what we have is ours. Like, don't touch it. Don't touch it. It's all I have. And then they're going to start the shortages, and they're going to create panic. And as they create panic and shortages, they're expecting people not to work together. And instead, you're going to be protecting, digging in, hoarding, hoarding what you have. And it's going to be like, it's mine, not theirs. I'm going to come near my door. I'm going to blow them away. That sort of mentality. All of this engineered to engineer the sheep to tear themselves apart step by step until finally they'll walk in with a solution and the solution will be some version of a universal basic income, the loss of all your rights, accepting a digital pass for everything. It's the only way we can protect you. And the, this digital pass is ramping up. But it gets a little darker than that, in fact. Listen to this piece, 2 minutes 48 seconds. Now, in the past, many tyrants and governments wanted to do it, but nobody understood biology well enough, and nobody had enough computing power and data to hack millions of people. Neither the Gestapo nor the KGB could do it. But soon, at least some corporations and governments will be able to systematically hack all the people. We humans should get used to the idea that we are no longer mysterious souls. We are now hackable animals. Data might enable human elites to do something even more radical than just build digital dictatorships. By hacking organisms, elites may gain the power to re-engineer the future of life itself. Because once you can hack something, you can usually also engineer it. And if indeed we succeed in hacking and engineering life, this will be not just the greatest revolution in the history of humanity. This will be the greatest revolution in biology since the very beginning of life four billion years ago. Zikael! For four billion years, Nothing fundamental changed in the basic rules of the game of life. All of life for four billion years, dinosaurs, amoebas, tomatoes, humans, all of life was subject to the laws of natural selection. Don't touch my to damn tomatoes. Of organic biochemistry. But this is now about to change. Science is replacing evolution by natural selection 
with evolution by intelligent design. Not the intelligent design of some god above the clouds. You're going to hell. But our intelligent design and the intelligent design of our clouds, the IBM cloud, the Microsoft cloud, these are the new driving forces of evolution. And at the same time, science may enable life after being confined to, for four billion years to the limited realm of organic compounds, science may enab enable life to break out into the inorganic realm. So after four billion years of organic life shaped by natural selection, we are entering the era of inorganic life shaped by intelligent design. Intelligent design the way they see it. God will not be mocked. I'll tell you, they're, these people. <laughs> We've got you. you. You shall do exactly as we say. We've got your papers, and we shall make you talk. And you shall obey the intelligent design of the Fuhrer. Man, I'll tell you. It's not NWO, like New World Order. I'm telling you, this is like Nazi World Order is what we're talking about here. Holy golly, 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 golly. But there, what is this whole thing is, is all about steering us away from who we are and the profound beauty and perfection that God created with us. Listen to this. This is a testimony at the Tennessee hearing on some COVID injection thing, majigger. But this is a doctor that kind of shows us how amazing our bodies are. There's 700,000 people in the study in Israel, just so you know, that showed that the double vax were 27 times more likely to get reinfected. So it's not the vaccine, even if we just talk about that, is not stopping infection, it's not stopping transmission. If you look at the studies in England, in Scotland, in the northern countries in Europe where they get real data, that they're actually the triple vaccinated, the most likely to die. So bottom line is that we, as we go forward, the natural immunity is long, broad, and durable. And I don't know if he mentioned it, but we have SARS-CoV-1 patients who still had immunity 18 years later. Let that sink in. 18 years later, we still had immunity from SARS-CoV-1 to SARS-CoV-2. This is long, broad, durable immunity. So what I want to say in closing is natural immunity should be considered legally to be at least equal to vaccinated immunity, and immunity is likely lifelong. Thank you. Lifelong immunity through natural immunity. Can you believe that? And it wasn't developed by Pfizer. It was developed by God. Put right in us, and there you go. Patriots, this is a pretty real time in all of this, to be very paying a lot of attention to all the moving parts as much as we can and without getting overwhelmed by them. And you know I'm not one to stoke the, the fires of panic. I hate that. I don't like fear porn. I can't stand it. I don't like panic anything, but I do like level-headed, constructive, and logical preparations centering ourselves around our faith and strength in God. We are in a very important time now to do some preparations. Don't take that lightly. These people are engineering a food crisis. These people are engineering a fuel crisis, and there is an active hot war going on at some level with the elites. That's evident. Kazaria, Kazarian Mafia is real. 
the Ukraine was Kazaria in the past. They don't teach that in history because if you understood that and if people understood that in as a whole, not you in particular, but people understood that, they would be looking at the fight in Ukraine very differently. But Ukraine was the hub of the protectionists, the neo-Nazis in Ukraine during the, the trials after the fall of the Third Reich. The, they were allowing and helping Nazis escape them. The Nuremberg trials were going on and the, the Ukrainians as we know today, those not neo-Nazi factions were helping the Nazis escape and avoid the trials. And this is all very real. It's all the same hub. So whatever's going on in there right now, it's, it's pretty amazing. We are going to be the, in a place, and we are in a place now that we have to be reflecting very carefully on the type of world that we want ahead of us. And I think that the sleight of hand that you're going to see, my opinion, is going to be something like this. You've got an evil spectra type organization that's out here that we refer to by many names, deep state, new, new world order, Nazi world order, whatever you want to say. And they're being that group that wants to rule the world is being fought. The group that's fighting against them is another elite group that doesn't want them to take enslavement of all of humanity. But these other elites that are fighting are fighting on behalf of humanity, but they themselves all embrace similar things, both elite factions. I've said this before. No one's calling for the end of the vax. No one's calling for the end of robotics. No one's calling for the end of AI. No one's calling for the end of CRISPR technology and gene editing. And so what you're really looking at here is this idea on one idea where the, we'll call it the Illuminati like I have before, that are looking at all these tools of technology as a permanent enslavement of humanity. And the other side see all these tools that the Illuminati have look at as tools to enhance humanity. At the end, it's the same end because it's Lucifer's game, both ends to the middle. And I really mean what I just said. Lucifer's playing both ends, and unfortunately, I would argue that the majority of those that are fighting against this dark Illuminati order are not anchored truly in that walk of God. There are many that are, but there are many that are not. And so you have this mixed idea of focused on trying to take down this vicious end of the, of the elite, but they're playing with fire because at the end of the day, Lucifer is, he's the God of God of lies. I mean, this is right out of John 8, 44. You are your father, the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father, the devil. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he tells a lie, he speaks from his own nature because he is a liar and the father of lies. And that's ultimately what we are confronting right now. Then this is the pit of vipers. So I'm not, I don't want to take away from the potential outcomes that could lead towards a better future. Okay. Which means the Illuminati is off the, this kind of Illuminati order is removed from play. It's not going to happen quickly. And when you take away that much embedded hatred and evil, it's going to take years for society to restabilize. But as we move forward here, we have to confront some very real issues. There are crises on the horizon. They are going to come. They're unavoidable. 
There are going to be crises on fuel and energy. There's going to be crises on food because those are the things that they know that they can use to break people. And at the very least, what they're going to do, or maybe the very worst, depending on what end of this ends up, this is a cornered animal that's very just like a rabid dog. And cornered animals are vicious. And so they're going to use fuel and they're going to use energy. They're going to use food as a scorched earth to punish the people as they lose power because that's who they are. They are core at the core. They are pure evil. There's nothing good about them. So our stewardship and responsibility is not just to prepare for ourselves, but prepare for others. And I, and the thing is that it's easy to talk about going to bug out places and I'm going to bug out of the place and I'm going to go here, go there. But this is how I see it because I don't know anywhere in scripture that God says run. He doesn't say that. He says, dig in. He says, occupy the land. He says, expand the kingdom. And when we do that, we look at where we are, and instead of seeing where we are as a disadvantage, we have to look at our, where we are as an advantage to what God gave us to do. God's not asking us to run. Fear not. We have some great people in Bard's Nation that are in city areas. And these great people in Bar's Nation aren't running. They're digging in. And their idea is to hold fast. And that's excellent. I mean, this is how I see it. I mean, we're kind of past a point. I won't say we're past a point, but I think it's important to realize that we're getting to a point where you're going to have to make some hard decisions of where you want to be. And as long as you understand that there's more of us than them, then there's a way to build this out to be stronger. But if we keep running, we're not solving anything. And people look at me sometimes, have said to me too, it's like, dude, you're in a blue state, Oregon. I'm like, yeah, so what? Like, oh, man, there's like communists up there. It's like, do you know anything about Oregon? I mean, seriously, when I say this to him, there's 36 counties in this state. 33 of those counties are blue. Three of those counties are red towards purple. 30 of those counties are solid red. 35 sheriffs in these 36 counties have agreed that they will not obey non-constitutional orders from the state. Now think about that. So, yeah, I'm in a blue state. Big deal. That's because Soros has bought off the election system. But I'm not running. Matter of fact, I came back to my state. I came back home in 2019 to stay and to hold the line. And that's where God had me go, and that's where I am. This is where I stay. This is where I dig my boots in. But the reality is that they're going to try things, and that's okay because we're not afraid of that. What's most important is that we remember what our walk is. With all this noise and all this confusion, that's not part of the world we're in. We're in a world now of walking with God, and it is truly a bifurcated world. You've heard me talk about this if you followed this channel for probably 18 months. And the reality is that bifurcation is here. We didn't know what it would look like, but it's here. And here's the example. Stand in a line at a store next to somebody that's masked up. You are now living side by side with somebody who has a completely different reality than you. And I don't mean a different point of view. I mean a different reality. That's bifurcation. 
or you see freedom, your right to choose. They see you as a fearful threat to their existence and they need to protect themselves from anything around them. Or you walk with the grace of God and you know that God has got you no matter what. They look at you as an enemy and a potential virus carrier and then no matter what they do, they can't protect themselves enough. This is bifurcation. And I don't know where bifurcation leads, but I'll tell you what it doesn't lead to very easily is unity. And so that's where we come back to tribes. You know, today there was an announcement in Epic Times that former NFL offensive lineman Shane Olivia is dead at 40 years old. They won't list the cause of death. You know, we are all thinking the same thing right now. The guy probably took the vax, and he probably did. My point is that we've seen this happen over and over, and it's only going to accelerate. The long-term effects of what this injection is going to do are not measurable, and that's another thing. When you look at all the factions of the elite, no one is saying not inject the, the elderly. That's so important, and all of them have said that the vax is your choice. On a spiritual level, that's a true statement, that this whole thing has been about a choice. So no one's thrown up the red flag because no one's spoken absolute truth, because no one's given the full disclosure of what this thing was about until just recently, two days ago or three days ago, when Pfizer was finally forced to produce the document that showed the nine pages of, of damage and consequences of taking the injection, which is ironic, by the way, because if you go to find that document, it's online. But if you mention that document on certain platforms and you mention it and say that the vaccine is a dangerous thing, you're going to get deplatformed. By the way, Red Pill 78, Zach, just got deplatformed off of Twitch, 17,000 followers, deplatformed. And, they, and primarily it's because he was talking about Ukraine and the Vax. This is the world of insanity that we're now in. So we have to make some hard decisions right now. And we have to decide a balance between the communities that we're building locally and the fellowship that we're building across the country as the remnant. And we have to find a balance between those because if we look at it like this, look at each one of us as a special forces operator. Let's call ourselves Bards Rangers. This network of Bards Rangers, you know, if you have you read the um, Lord of the Rings, you'll know what I'm kind of what I'm referring to. Not Rangers in the sense of Army Rangers, though that's a good analogy but more like rangers in Aragorn in the Lord of the Rings that was the watcher of the Shire, that was the protector of the Shire. That's what we've become. We've become a network of Bards Rangers. And as Bards Rangers, we're all sitting on the edges of our communities. And we're there to help guide them, protect them, to keep the worst of the evil away and to help them empower themselves again. And at the center of that is God. Now, our, our question is, is it going to get bad potentially? And every ranger knows that. But does a ranger run away? Never. Do you have fallback positions? 
probably a good idea in some places and probably a good idea overall in case things really do get out of hand. But that's not because you're wanting to. It's because at a certain point you just get pushed out. Or maybe strategically it's better to pivot and go to another location. But the point is you're not trying to run. And in our communities, we want to stay near our communities if we care about them because they're going to need stewardship. People are going to be panicked when this thing starts to fall apart. And it's probably not going to happen fast. It'll just be increased stresses. This is the sort of things you'll start to see and are seeing now if you pay attention. Economics are are crushing down. Gas prices are going up. Food costs have gone up 30%. Lumber costs are up 60%. Gas costs are up at least 30% right now. They've jumped a massive amount just in this last week, 30 cents on average across the, the nation. Energy costs are going up. Jobs are, are cutting back. Insurance rates are going up. You see the picture. Everything is going up and buying power is declining rapidly. So you're going to start seeing things like people having to sell a car or you're going to see cars being repossessed. You're going to see not so many shopping trips to buy new things. You're going to see people staying at home more, probably burying themselves more deeply in video games and things like that because going out is too expensive and it's it's headachey. There, it's a stress. This is a time that we reach out. This is a time we go out and we bake cookies or we bake bread or do something to open the door and let people know that you're there. This is a time that we lead, and this is how we start to crack this these things open. And as we do this, We are literally starting to bring God into our communities. Look, I'm not against any concept of prepping. I'm a, I believe it. I think that the more food that we can grow, the better. The more self-sufficient we can be, the better. But I always also believe in excess. If we're growing food, we want to be prepared to share some. If you can grow enough food to feed 100, then do so. If you grow enough food to feed 10,000, do so. But it's not about profit. It's about being prepared to replace what is not going to be in the supermarkets. We have to shift gears in the way we see the world. Romans 12.2, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is that which is good and acceptable and perfect. We aren't going to recycle back to the old way. If we do, we've just wasted a whole bunch of time. We have an incredible opportunity to take that principle of renewing our mind with God, renewing our view of this world through God's eyes and approaching the problem differently. You know, it's important to start thinking differently too. I've built my entire garden concept around hand tools. No electric, no gas. I have some. I have some of those tools, but I don't rely on them. I've built, rebuilt my entire woodworking tools based on hand tools. Hand planes, chisels, hand saws, no electric. Everything I can sharpen and maintain myself. 
See, this is what I'm getting at is we have to go back to, I've retooled my hunting stuff. So I have, I do have my hunting guns, but I have bow and arrow and I've, I've set up now to where I can make my own arrows and fletch my own arrows and even make my own arrowheads. This is what I'm talking about. We've got to start preparing for shortages to be here of things that we can maintain. And if you're going to start maintaining something, do it deep. Don't do it shallow. So when I say that, if you decide that, okay, a very important instrument for my life is going to be an ATV, as an example. Well, then get an ATV. But then make sure that you have all the tools you need to maintain it. Make sure you have spare parts to maintain it. Make sure that you've got manuals on how to tear it apart and maintain it. Make sure you understand how to maintain it. You better have a welder, too, in case the frame breaks. Make sure you get all the things to repair tires. Maybe carry, carry an extra spreader or have an extra spreader set of tires around the house. Make sure you've got plenty of fuel. And if you can make a modification to its carburation or injection system to take different types of fuel, do that. That's what I'm talking about. Be complete on your system. Don't be shallow. And when we start to think this way, we start to move ourselves towards a sovereignty in mindset that's not just looking out for ourselves, but then we have an asset that can help our community. And it's reliable. And you can help others. And this is the whole principle of the shift. That we have to constantly think about how we're going to help our community. How is how are we going to be an asset to our community? Not just for me, right? You know, I love my Jeep. I'm doing, still working on mods on the Jeep and I'm getting my Jeep to a place where I have, I carry pretty much all the tools I need to break the Jeep down anywhere. And I'm learning the Jeep. I'm going through and tearing it apart and putting it together and learning it step by step so I can maintain it. And I'm keeping extra parts so I can maintain it because that's, that could be a very critical asset that can be helpful for myself and others. So each step, we have to get deep in these things. And we, it's not like you don't have any time, but the clock is ticking. And this is all part of us going back to go forward. We have to take responsibility for what's in our lives to become active with our hands, our minds, and the gifts that God gave us. And we have to constantly be reaching. The Special Forces team model is such a good example because every person on a 12-man team has one primary MOS, which is their military occupation specialty, MOS. That's their primary MOS. They are good at that, extremely good at that. So a guy that does communications, that's his primary thing. He's learned everything he possibly can about communication systems that we have and the potential enemy has. But he also is responsible for learning a secondary and a third, a tertiary military occupation specialty. So the communications guy might also be trained in weapon systems. And he also might be trained as a medic. So each person has depth because if one person on the team goes down, they can fill into the place. They may not be as expert as the original, but they will at least be able to continue the mission forward. Each one of us should be doing that. If you don't have time to learn all these techniques, acquire a library, a paper library, not a digital one. Again, we have to go back to go forward. It's so important to get these principles. One last thing tonight before we go into prayer, and I forgot to mention this uh, earlier. 
But the resistance chicks are running a ham radio course. They've organized a ham radio course on, and this link is on the Gab. If you go to Bards FM on Gab, I posted this today, and we'll post it in the family room. I think it's already been posted there. As a matter of fact, I did post it. It's in our Bards FM family room on Telegram. But this is a two-day ham radio boot camp for patriots. It's on March 19th and 20th. It's both online and and at in person. So that's fantastic. It's going to be Saturday 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern and Sunday 2.30 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Again, March 19th and 20th, 2022. It's free. They're just asking for donations. I hope you'll donate because this is a great thing. And the only thing they ask you to do is get one particular book, which is available. They have the link for Amazon, and you can get it. And if you don't like Amazon, then find it somewhere else, like Powell's Books or something. I don't know. But anyway, this is this is to prepare you to get your level one license, your technician's license. And if you study the book and go to the class, pretty much you're going to be ready to take the test. So I would really encourage you, if you're at all inclined to do ham radio, to do this. And it's a... If I don't have mine done by the time, if I don't have my license done by the time I, this date, I'll be doing this class, just so you know. But it's really good, and I would encourage it, and they're, they're actually having it at the House of Restoration Church, which is pretty cool. So check that out. And uh, the link, again, is, I'll put the link below the show tonight. And then it's on Gab. And we've got it in our Telegram rooms. And it's a very good opportunity to get your license underneath you. And it is in Ohio. If you decide to go, it is in Ohio. But it's also on, they're doing a Zoom uh, class, I believe. So that's going to be available. And I haven't heard yet from them if it's available. I think they're going to make it available. If you can't show up at that time, I think they're going to make it available for later. I believe so. And I'll find that out and let you know. But a really good class to do. Again, preparing for the unknown is a hard thing, but making sure that we're as prepared as possible, always putting God first. The most important thing about all of this is that we maintain our faith in this walk. And through that, our our wonderful fellowship. Last little bit of news, and then we'll close with prayer. I've brought on a new web designer. This guy is mega talented. He has done the websites for some of the big names in radio. A very gifted Christian guy. And it is looking like we're going to have a smoking good Bard's Base Camp finally. And that should be, at current rate, I think we're going to be up and running in about two months or less. Now, that will not have our own hosted podcast yet, but it will have a community area where people can talk and exchange ideas. It's going to be pretty cool. So I'm very excited about it. And there's a lot of things that we will have the podcast there. We just won't have a live chat with the podcast yet, but that's coming. And we're going to remain on Podbean for the podcast. So there you go. Good stuff. Just letting you know all things happening. And there's this little rumor that says that in a, by the end of March, we're going to have a new Bard store with some really cool swag. Mugs, 
and some really cool hats. Just telling you. So buckle up. It's coming. All right, patriots. Why don't we have a little conversation with God? What do you say? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time we've come together. and We're so honest. We are truly blessed and truly honored each day to have the opportunity to be with you, to share our lives with you, to speak with you, to just develop that intimate relationship with you. And Father, we just look so much forward each day to be having you, to have you share our lives with us. And thank you. Thank you for being there. Thank you for being with us. Father, in this time, it's not easy. And I know you know that, but we're speaking truth from the heart tonight. And I think I can speak for many, if not all, that these are trying times. And they push us in ways that often we stumble. And when we stumble, we, we let our anxieties at time fall before us. We let our fear, we let our anger jump ahead of us. So forgive us, Father. Because that's not the intention that we want to walk with. We're obviously, we're trying to walk with Jesus. And we're trying to walk as Jesus did in this world. And that example is one we strive for. But we know that it can be done. And we know that we've been given authority to step on snakes and scorpions and dominion over evil. And we've even been told, Father, that we can do greater works than he. And so when we pray on that at times, Lord, it's, it seems almost out of reach, but we know it's not because we've been told it's possible. So Father, hear our prayers tonight. Hear our prayers of our desire to heal the many. Hear our prayers of the desire to unite the broken. Hear our prayers to heal the hearts that are wounded. Hear our prayers to bring the many back home to you. Father, if there's a great thing that we can do, it's to dispel from this divisiveness and this anger and this trumped-up nonsense that's going on before us that's all designed to keep us apart. Give us that ability, Lord, as how we walk, with what we say, with how we touch, with how we heal, to be able to let people hear you through us, to have people come back to you through us and to embrace Christ in the fullness of what that means to, to truly be healed. And Lord, let our presence bring the desire to find Christ. That's the most amazing part is that as we are there, let just as we're walking, let that glory shine through us, that people will see us as the lamp on the hill, that they will truly desire to feel what we exude demonstrate within our life that joy that that contentment that solidness of walking on that rock of faith that ability to walk fearlessly in the in the world and do so humbly the ability to walk fearlessly in front of evil and yet have the grace to care for another person to have the mightiness of david and the caring of esther and the courageousness of esther so lord tonight we pray for that strength within us to cast aside the sins that we've done and we've all done them to put ourselves before you humbly and ask for forgiveness to ask for the forgiveness of this nation, which we've just done so wrong and equally Lord to pray for the mercy of this nation, but hear us as well. Send me, send us, send us to be those that can truly bring this new nation together to weave it back as a healing whole. 
and to hear the glory and the joy of your words and to resonate on the hearts. Because truly, Lord, I believe and I think we all believe that so many are in search of the true Father. So let us be that that can guide them back to you. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Thank you and amen. Well, we have to be that piece of light, that bit of light that sparks the hope in many. And we can be. There's so much goofiness going on. And we are literally sitting in an, and I, I'm serious when I say this, we are sitting in another reality. Because when we see this, I, when we look at this, at least I know I do, and I know a lot of you do too, just sit out here and like, what in the heck just happened? But we can do that because we're so rock solid in our faith and we've got God with us. And it's beautiful. And it's, unfortunately, I, I, I always think about this because when I say that, I just know there's people out there that can hear that. Not as the joy which it is, but because wounded souls will hear that as arrogance or some sort of elitism. And we all know that's not. So if you're one out there that, kind of recoils at that idea. Don't. Just listen to what we're saying, and most importantly, listen to what Christ is trying to tell you. That if you can let go and trust in him, the world is really a pretty easy place to deal with. There's not a whole lot that's going to get under your skin. Patriots, have a very blessed night. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Keep your prayers up. I need our prayers to keep ourselves solid on that rock of faith, to dig deep into the intimacy with Father. And we need prayers for our nations across this world. We need prayers for the healing, the mercy, and the grace that we need to heal. God is with us. He will never forsake us. And in the end, God will win this. But we're not here for a picnic We're here in this time, in this place, for such a time as this. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Have a blessed night. I'll see you tomorrow night for Bards FM. Until then, or until the next time. God bless. And out for now. All this time we had to prove that we could stand here too All the nights been pushing through Fight for all we had to lose Reaching out for something To pull us up to the level ground Oh, I can see it now I can see it now
sets down over the hill where the lost got found. Reaching through somehow. Oh, you're an island when the world is too loud. When the seasons change, I know the space between us will stay the same. Resting on this faith, when your soul answers calls far away. From the 